Hello and welcome back to my channel, Family Tech, where you get all the tech tips, news, and information to help you understand and manage the technology in your home. I am really, really excited about today's guest because this is kind of a side passion of mine. Uh, I don't spend enough time with it as I would like, but it is definitely interwoven into technology. And we just had <clears throat> just had Roots Tech here in Utah. Um, and so I thought this is a really good time to bring on Megan, who knows all about all of the things that have to do that. So introduce yourself, Megan. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Sure. So I'm Megan Hillier. I live in Alberta, Canada, and I am a trained genealogist, though I don't do client work anymore. Um, I love sharing about family history and how you can get started doing it on your own. Um, if you just know a few little things, you can get started doing it. So I have an Instagram account where I share about that. I'm about to launch a podcast. Um, and yeah, that's a little bit about me. That's awesome. So you have a podcast already. Tell us about I both did. of those podcasts then. Yeah. So I had a podcast before that was more catered towards, um, the LDS audience, like to members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, doing family history work is a large uh, part of that religion. And so I would share about how you can get started and the importance of it and kind of motivating it that way. Um, but about a year ago, I felt the shift to change directions a bit to help more of the general audience just to to, I guess to know that they can learn about their ancestors, that it doesn't have to be hard and the strength and the power that comes from that. Um, so I had a podcast before, but now I'm launching a new one that is um, we're going to be uh, interviewing content creators and influencers and researching their family and then sharing what we learn with them. So kind of like finding your roots, but on a. I was going to say, it's kind of like that TV yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's awesome. really fun to get to get that started. A bunch of genealogists are helping out to kind of help promote their services too. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I definitely will be tuning into that because, and even that TV show, like you could see, mm -hmm. you don't have to have a religious purpose or anything to want to do this. You know, mm -hmm. people, you know, they were bringing their ancestors to like the actors and actresses, you know, and you could see the effect that had on them. Yeah. Yeah. No, it like, I feel like it's just a universal drive to know where we come from, to know, you know, our, our ancestors and it's for everyone. I feel like, like, I believe that our ancestors are still, still there <laughs> in spirit yeah. and that they, they want to be a part of us and we, they want us to know who they are. And so that's kind of my main drive is to help people recognize that and to know that they can learn who these people were and how that can benefit their lives. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going off script a little bit, you know, as we're talking, as we talk, I'll be like, you know, interjecting and things, <laughs> All right. but, um, but it totally makes sense because you get in those like history classes, you know, those who don't study history are doomed to repeat it. You know, mm -hmm. and there's so much you can learn from mistakes maybe your ancestors made or, you know, or where you came from to mm -hmm. help you in your life today. Yeah. Well, and like, I feel like I'm teaching a course right now. It's just a pilot course where we're learning about our four generations. And I feel like those 
ancestors closest to us, we might not even think of them as ancestors because it's really like our grandparents and great grandparents. But those are the ones that we're the most like, like we have more of their DNA than any of those other ancestors. So if we learn who they were, what their, what their faults were, what their, you know, (laughs) tendencies were, what their um, weaknesses were, what their strengths were, like we can better understand who we are. Um, So that's, I don't know, I think there's a lot of power in knowing, in knowing who those people were. Yeah, for sure. So how did you catch this bug for family history? Yeah, well, growing up in the LDS religion, like I always knew that it was important to know about our ancestors, or at least to know who they were. Uh, my dad always did family history, always was working on some line of his pedigree. And he would try to get us kids to do something, but <laughs> it was a lot harder back then. Um, yeah. But now I about... I don't know, five or so years ago, I felt like I should get a degree in family history research. Um, I had kind of been interested in it here and there, but always felt stuck. Like I would get onto uh, family search is where I have my my family tree and I would start trying to do something and was like, I don't know what if, if I'm doing anything right. I don't know anything. <laughs> so I, I felt that I should learn actually how to do it. So I, I, got an associate's degree in family history research. And um, as soon as I started learning, I just wanted to share with other people, like people like me, that they they want to do this, but they just don't know where to start. And so that's how kind of how my Instagram account started. Um, I just share little tips and tricks and, and um, yeah, I guess that's how... <laughs> Yeah. And now I like, I can't not think about it. Like it's, right. just, I, it's all encompassing all the time. Right. Like I'm always thinking about my ancestors. I don't know. Like I, I actually don't do a ton of research anymore. Um, but I think about it all the time. So I, yeah. I think when you, when you catch that bug, it's hard to shake it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I do have a, a, some fun stories, but maybe we'll get into those in a little bit, but um why do you think, I, we kind of already touched on this, but why do you think it's important to find information about our relatives? Um, well, yeah, I think that knowing who they are, like I said, like that helps us know ourselves better. Um, and I just think they are a part of us. Like we want to honor our own closer family, but our ancestors are just as much a part of who we are. And as we learn about them and learn um, the hard things and the good things that they did in their lives, like that um, kind of acknowledges their part in our existence. I don't yeah, know. for sure. No, I totally get that. I totally yeah. get that. Um, so do you have any fun, like are your favorite relative stories, like the stories that you've discovered as you've kind of gone yeah. on this journey? Yeah, so my family tree has always been really pretty well researched. Um, but as I learned about them, like there's there's different ancestors that I'm like, they seem really cool. And one <laughs> of those is my is my great great grandpa. Uh, when he was about 16, he left home because his dad was not very nice, um, and he kind of sailed around in Europe and uh, became a, a a painter by trade. Um, and then came to Boston all by himself, 
all the way across the ocean. Wow. And he just seemed like an interesting person. He painted uh, the interior of interiors of railroad cars. And oh, wow. um, there's this one article of him in the newspaper where he's doing a handstand. Like he would do handsprings. And, like, <laughs> we have stories of him like handspringing down a stairway. And there's one story. He's the that, original TikToker. <laughs> I know. <laughs> there's one story where he was waiting to to board a ship to go to Boston from New Brunswick. And he didn't, he was talking to someone and didn't notice that the gangplank had been drawn up. And he looked over and saw that the ship was about to leave. So he did a handspring off of the dock onto the boat <laughs> before, before the boat took off. So I just think he seems like a pretty cool guy. And yeah. He's I know you want to hang out with disease. him, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, wow, um, but yeah, there's awesome. lots of other ancestors that uh, it's more, maybe they weren't necessarily fun and exciting, but I can see the hardships that they had to endure in their lives. And despite that, they kept going and, and, um, I don't know. I just have a lot of, a lot of admiration for, for my ancestors, for the things that they went through and, and, um, I guess paved the way for me. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So um, one of my fun stories, like my third great grandmother, as I was looking into like her life, um, I know she was married like five or six times. Oh, and wow. I'm like, wow, like this is, you know, <laughs> back in the 1850s. And, um, and they, but my ancestors are from gold country. So they were actual like legit 49ers had a gold mine in Calaveras County and everything. Mm. Um, and she apparently, like, her first husband and son passed away when she lived in England, and then she moved to Australia, married somebody else. Oh, wow. They moved to the Bay Area, and then she, like, divorced him, married someone else, and then he killed her new husband, and then oh, killed himself. Whoa. And like all of this stuff, like you just kept getting deeper and deeper. Like, oh my gosh, like this like a good woman, movie script. <laughs> right. She's got this just crazy, crazy, wow. you know, real housewives kind of life. Right. <laughs> and it's like, wow. But so it's just fun stuff like that where you're like, oh my gosh, you know, my mm -hmm. third great grandmother had like a crazy life. Um, and just finding stuff out like that where you're like, oh, mm -hmm. you know, like, and you feel a little closer to them and you're, mm -hmm. um, and it's just kind of fun to like have those stories because those are the stories that like aren't necessarily passed down. Right. Like, you know, in the old days, they would have these stories just passed down and passed down. And like, you know, my grandpa told my grandpa and then my, you know, mm -hmm. told my dad and told me. You know, we just don't do that much anymore. Mm -hmm. So what would you recommend people start doing like with the family members that are still living? So I've got, you know, my grandpa. I mean, I don't have any grandparents still alive, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, what can I do like with my parents and things like that? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, I guess just start asking. Uh, get out your phone. It's pretty easy to record conversations now. And just start asking them questions. I, I also, none of my grandparents are still living, but I have aunts and uncles that remember, you know, my parent, my mom is kind of younger compared to her other siblings. And so 
some of those older siblings, you can ask them questions and not just about their own life, but ask them what they remember about their parents or what they even remember about their grandparents. So then you have your great, great grandparents that you're learning something about just by asking your aunts and uncles, you know? So I think getting those stories recorded is important. Like they, life is short. <laughs> like these people, yeah. they're, they're going to pass on at some point and how sad it would be to have those stories gone with them, you know? So take the time to to record those. I actually did a little uh, series on Instagram about that of like what questions oh, to ask perfect. your older relatives. Um, so you can go check that out if you want some ideas for questions to ask, but it's pretty easy to start asking questions that people normally like to talk about themselves and their family. So I know yeah. that some of the older generation are a little hesitant about like technology and things, but if you just yeah. have your phone, just have it, you don't even have to have a video or anything, but just have your right. recording app um, open and just record it. And then you can record those, um, write down those stories later. Yeah. Um, so my sister's actually watching. She made this comment. You know so much about our fam, so much more about our family than I do. You're definitely better than I am. Also, are you going to talk about an easy way for us to leave our own life sketch for our descendants? Um, I'm not sure if I even really had that in my questions, but I'd love to touch on that sure. now. Like, you know, what what about my own story if I were right. to leave something? Right. Yeah, no, I think that's important. I think it's often forgotten that we, especially amongst genealogists, like we think about the past, but <laughs> right. our descendants are just as important. And so how can we, you know, keep that our life history for them? Um, and obviously you can just write it, like just start recording. Um, if it's easier for you to talk it out, you can just record um, yourself speaking uh, and keep that somewhere. There's also a lot of companies out there that are that are trying to help with this. So like I said, my dad has always, he's always kept a journal. He's always done lots of family history work. Um, he's written his own life story, but my mom hasn't done much of that. Like she's not really a journaler. Um, she's finally into family history because she's taken my courses and started with that. But she, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we gifted her a story worth at Christmas time, this, just this past Christmas. And she's been loving it. Like it's, they just get one question a week, record what they think about it. And, and it's building her, her life history. It might not be chronological or like totally planned out or anything, but it's something. And I think that's the overwhelming part is like, how do I start? How do I write my whole life history? It just feels so overwhelming, but just getting right. one little question, one little tidbit out, um, that can help you get started doing it. Um, there's also another platform that just launched like six weeks ago, I think, um, oh. called Storied. So it's storied.com. Um, okay. And they help you with writing your stories. So there's, um, you can share your stories with any other family members, kind of like um, Facebook. Uh, but you like you choose who you want to share it with. And you can write any stories that you come up with, you can add photos, you can um, add information, and then kind of link the people in your life that are part of your story. So that's one that I've kind of been looking at. And I think that's a great, great way to kind of write your story. They even have like a AI 
uh, story assist where you can write your topic of the story and then like three things about it and it will write it all out for you that you can then kind of edit (laughs) and which it was really cool trying that out um wow that's crazy yeah I would say I think it's just overwhelming the thought of recording everything and passing it on but I would say make it an accessible um and just get started doing it Yeah. yeah Um, And I just want to put in a plug for how important I think it is to get these stories down. So my Mm -hmm. grandpa, like I said, I have no more living grandparents, but my grandpa was a prisoner of war in World War II, like just has crazy, crazy stories. He was shot down in an airplane, you know, and that's how he was captured and everything. And my brother sat down with him like, and this was, you know, he died over 20 years ago and sat down with him and recorded like just took a video camera we didn't have like smartphones r- readily <laughs> available but took a video camera and sat him down and had him tell his story his whole prisoner mm-hmm. of war story wow. and literally months later he passed away mm-hmm. and like the treasure that this video mm-hmm. is like cannot be understated like yeah. we watched this you know on Memorial Day or like Veterans Day and, you know, keep and we can pass the story on to my kids who mm-hmm. now can watch it and know more about a grandpa who passed away before they were even born, you know. Right. And so I, it's just so, so important. Like, just take a minute next time you're all together and say, hey, mm-hmm. grandpa or dad, let's record some of your stories. And mm-hmm. ah, it's just so important because you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think some people think that they don't have any stories. Like some families, I feel like they grow up with like storytelling as a major part of their get togethers. My family wasn't really like that. And so I think you can feel like, well, I don't have any stories, but just talking about like what happened, like where you went to school, what you studied, um, what kind of jobs you had, you know, what was the hardest job you've ever done? What was the hardest thing you've ever done? You know, just things like that. It doesn't have to be elaborate stories that we write down, but just recording something right? kind of tells our posterity a little more about who we were as a person. Yeah. So So thanks. So that covers kind of family members that are still living. So what about the family members that have already passed? You still know about them, like grandparents, like, you know, so my kids, if we don't have, like, we have the video of my grandpa, but they don't know anything else about like, grandma Jane or grandpa Bob or anything like that. Like what can we do to like get started with that? Yeah. So if you're wanting to start actually like building a tree and having it somewhere and start um, finding records, is that what you're um, and I'm Like at first let's talk about just people. We already like, I already know that grandpa Bob is like, you know, Robert Wurl, I know his name. I don't need to like find him, but like, how can I get his information? So it's all like in a nice right area. Like I know who they are. I don't need to go digging. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I like to use family search. It's a free website that they have a family tree that's collaborative. So um, chances are some of your ancestors are already on there. Um, so if you have a tree already, I would just start looking at what's there. Um, for me, like a lot of my family has already put photos and stories and things 
on on family search on this family tree that you can just go click on it and browse through their story browse through their pictures um, and just start thinking about you know what life might have been like for them um if you don't have a family tree online uh but you know who they were maybe you have some family photos somewhere maybe your aunt has some somewhere and start gathering those start scanning the photos start um, digitizing letters. Maybe there's um, letters they wrote back and forth to their family. Um, or maybe they have a journal. Maybe you're lucky enough yeah. to get a journal and you can scan that and read through those things. Um, so digitizing things is a great idea because they're going to get destroyed at some point. Like just um, the, the ink will fade or you never know if a fire is going to happen or whatever, or things get stuck somewhere or get lost or accidentally thrown away. So digitize as much as you can. Um, look through those photos. When you go to your grandma's house, ask for where her box of photos are and start yeah. looking through them. And that's a good idea to talk to those older relatives too, is to identify who's in the photos. Um, because pretty soon, all the people that knew who those people were will be gone. Right. <laughs> we'll start trying to guess who these people were. Um, so, yeah, it, I would just start gathering what you can and start piecing things together. Um, start building that family tree if you don't have one already. And if you do have a tree, you can start adding to it with those photos or whatever you find. Yeah. And, fa and family search, we can talk about that a little bit, mm -hmm. does have these great areas where you can add memories or mm -hmm. add photos and things like that. So it's really easy to kind of get all the information on a specific person. Mm -hmm. And then like you said, like, you know, I have a cousin that I don't know about or something, and then they tap into family search and then right. they see all of this information about this like great grandparent that they didn't know much about, but it's right. there. Right. Right. Yeah, I think Family Search is great. And I like there's a lot of newer companies that like come and go, but Family Search, it's it's not going anywhere. It's gonna be there <laughs> forever. And they're constantly um making it better. So yeah, you can add pictures on Family Search, you can add stories, you can even as you add stories, you can add photos, you can add audio recordings too. So you can like have a photo and ask your grandma to tell you about this picture, record that yeah. and then post it with the picture. So there's lots of cool things that you can do, um, on family search. Um, yeah, yeah. I recommend that one. <laughs> um, and then just, um, because I know that there's also ancestry.com, like mm -hmm. what are kind of, you think pluses and minuses to both? Like, why would you choose family search over ancestry? Right. Yeah. So Ancestry, you can have your own tree. You can choose to have it public or private. Um, the one downside of Family Search, the collaborative tree, is that people can change things. Um, they oh. can remove relationships or um, add relationships that might not be right. <laughs> and so oh, no. that's kind of the downside of the Family Search tree. Um, so a lot of people prefer Ancestry because they can keep it private. They can... Um, have people collaborate on it if they would like, um, but they can kind of pick and choose who those people are. Um, on Ancestry, you can also add photos and have a gallery there. I feel like it's not quite as uh, user-friendly as Family Search in that sense, but um, 
they do have photos there. You can add stories also. So it's pretty similar. It's just the um, collaborative versus private. Got so. it. It So on Family Search, you cannot make your tree like absolutely private. It's always no. going to be shared. No, okay. it's always collaborative. So people cannot delete people. That's kind of a misconception that people think, oh, they deleted my whole line. They didn't oh, delete no. them. They just unlinked them. So if you if you know that they're still in there, you just have to find them and link them back together. Um, mm -hmm. And also people can't delete memories. So if you add photos to your grandmother on Family Search, nobody can delete those. Only you can delete oh, them. Cool. So yeah, so there's some things that you that people can't change. It's mostly just relationships, adding or removing that people removing. can do that sometimes messes things up. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Um, so we've already talked a lot about both of these. Like, so we've got Family Search, Ancestry. Are there any other apps or websites you like to use to just make sure your family stories are saved in a, a nice location? Yeah, I primarily use Family Search. Um, but there's also some fun ones like my heritage is fun they have really fun um photo tools that you can uh colorize photos you can animate photos yeah. which is a little weird at times. <laughs> <laughs> your grandma's smiling or like dancing which is a little a little creepy but um, <laughs> i could imagine have, yeah they have some fun photo tools though and they do have um, a tree on there. I, I don't really use it much for my tree, but they also have records and things on, on there as well. Find My Past is great, um, especially for UK ancestors. If you have any there, there's a lot more records on Find My Past. Um, but yeah, as far as keeping my own family's history, I, I like to have it on the collaborative tree on Family Search. I just feel like if if I'm putting all this work into it, I might as well have my cousins have access to it too, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to make it as easy and streamlined as possible. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Um, and then the IT person in me, because I've been in IT for 20 years, that's, you know, my thing. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. But as you were talking about like scanning stuff in, if you're not going to like upload it to some sort of cloud, right. like family search or something like that, Please, 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 please don't just put it on an external hard drive and think it's going to be safe because um, right. external hard drives fail all the time. Mm -hmm. And so you want to make sure that you don't lose all of that work, you know, so the rule of backups is three. So you have it on, um, you have three copies of your data. So if you have like a photo, you should have three copies of it somewhere. Um, one on, um, on two different types of media. So like I have it on my desktop and the cloud or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, and then one being offsite. So if it's mm -hmm. like, so I use Dropbox. Um, so I have it locally on my computer. I also have it on a local NAS device. So it's, you know, I've got multiple hard drives in redundancy. I'm talking really tech right now, but, um, and then, and then I also have it copied up to Dropbox. So, you mm -hmm. know, three copies of the data. I just don't want anyone to like go through it. Like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going yeah. to scan it all. And I put it on this external hard drive and then I go to plug it in two years later mm -hmm. and it does not load. Yes. And that would be sad. I hear those stories 
all the time and it breaks my heart every single time i'm like oh yes. i really wish you would have bought a nas <laughs> but i totally get it so yeah if it's on the something like ancestry though that's in the cloud it's saved right. you don't mm -hmm. have to necessarily worry about it but yeah, if you're gonna yeah. store it locally don't put it on an external hard drive that that's yes. just my soapbox that good to know to good good <laughs> um Oh, let's talk a little bit about genetic tests. Yeah, um, oh, I think. Oh. Sorry, you, you froze, froze for a second. Oh, I'm okay. Right okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm good. <laughs> so bye, genetic bye, bye. testing. Yeah, genetic It's like some people are leery. There's been some mm -hmm. like news, like saying that somebody was discovered because of their DNA, like mm -hmm. was of these repositories uh i'm gonna not throw them under the bus and say that is not how they found like this criminal mm -hmm. was not from like ancestry or anything like that but like what are your thoughts on all of that like with the dna testing do we want to give yeah. our dna to this massive database <laughs> yeah i don't know i personally i i don't it doesn't bother me like i'm like if that helps catch a criminal, I know, <laughs> right? Like, I don't know. More don't know power to them. Um, but, um, totally. but yeah, no, I was just looking at like um, ancestry or these sites. They aren't allowed to give it unless you've given permission. So you have to check a little box that says yes, I agree to, you know, allow my DNA to be used. Um, I know the court like they can. Um, try to get it afterwards so if they have an assumption that you know knowing this person's dna may help solve a crime they can um try to appeal to get that but yeah. um as far as i know they don't just give it to you they don't just hand but, it out <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> but i don't know I, I guess for me i i don't have a problem with even if they did because sure i don't I know I, I think there should be justice for the people that, that commit crimes and, um, yeah. Yeah. Even if they are my family. So, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. <laughs> um, I, I have done the ancestry DNA, um, whatever it is, like, you know, right. when you send in your DNA, yeah. um, and I like to joke around that I am the whitest person to ever white because like <laughs> my entire ancestry is like Europe. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's like me too. <laughs> this part of Europe and Ireland and Scotland and, you know, yeah. and England. I'm like, wow, there's just nothing else yeah, in there. Not too exciting. Yeah, that's yeah. how mine is too. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so what about finding ancestors that you aren't aware of? This is where it can get super tricky, mm -hmm. like, and really overwhelming because, you know, like you said, you hop on, you're looking at your family tree, you're like, I don't even know where to start with this. Like, where right. would you just kind of baby step your way into that? Yeah, so a lot depends on how how far away, like how long ago those ancestors are that you're looking for. Um, but even before you start, like maybe you have a pretty full tree and you're like, I want to find new people because that's fun. But they're back in like the 1700s. That's yeah. going to be really hard. So yeah. even if you do have a full tree, but you're wanting to start learning how to research, I would start looking for records for the people that you already know. Just start learning oh, nice. how to do it. Because um, 
it's going to be too hard. <laughs> that was my <laughs> When I like started yeah. trying to do family history, I went back to like my first brick wall ancestor who didn't know his parents and spent hours just like <laughs> typing his name and browsing through all these things that showed up. And of course I don't find anything because that's, that's not how you, how you do it. But yeah, so I would start looking for those ancestors that were born uh, the mid to late 1800s. That's like the prime time of when there's records from when they started taking censuses every 10 years. Um, you can probably find them in a census record. So start there. I would, yeah. So start looking for all of the census records in their life every 10 years, except the 1890, because that was destroyed. Um, oh, interesting. But they have from 1850 to 1950, there are census records that list all the people in the household. Um, and you can learn a lot from census records. If you look actually at the actual record, you can see their yeah. occupation. You can even see how much money they made that year. You can see their address. So then you can look that up on Google Maps. Um, you can see if they can read or write. You can see where their parents were born. Like there's so much that you can learn just from census records and they're relatively easy to find. And you can find them for free on Family Search, um, on Ancestry. I think some of them are free to, to find. Otherwise, you need a subscription. So that's where I would start if you're like, hey, this looks kind of cool. Look at census records because they're pretty easy to find. That's a great, um, great yeah. tip because that's kind of how I got started. Um, so my mom, she's a certified genealogist. Like she is has done this like my whole life. And but my parents are divorced. And so. I was actually named after my third great grandmother on my dad's side, Sarah. And, um, but on a census record, there's Sarah and husband Michael, and they have a baby, Charles. And then the next census record, Michael is now married to Rosalia, and they have like a few more kids. And so we could never figure out so what happened to Sarah? Sarah's gone, and now there's this Rosalia. And so I like I finally because I'm named after her. I'm like I caught this bug. I'm like I gotta I gotta know more about her. We only have this one census record. She's listed as Charles's mother. I don't know anything about her. And so I was digging and digging and digging. And um, and it kind of like so it started with that census record. I'm like you know where did she go? And I finally figured out like oh you know what I bet Charles my second great grandfather was christened in this one church. I'm going to mm. reach out to that church. Right. And so I reach out to the church. They have his christening record and his mother is listed as Rosalia. So oh. I'm like, okay, well then who is Sarah? <laughs> so my mom, I enlisted her help and she dug into it a bit further and found an old probate record from Rosalia's mm -hmm dad like so rosalia's dad passes away there's this probate record and she refers to herself as sarah and rosalia in the same paragraph oh funny so sarah was just basically a nickname for her rosalia oh wow so we're like oh she was here all along <laughs> <laughs> oh funny but it, it started with that census record mm -hmm. we're like you know where did Sarah go? But we finally found her. So, that's <laughs> uh, yeah, that's census records—they can—they can give you a lot of clues, but they can yeah. also lead you straight because it's not always correct. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> exactly. So, so speaking of like kind of my story, you've caught the bug now. You've got those census records. You've you know kind of found out everything you want to know about these ancestors. What would you do next? Like, how would you dig a little deeper after you've dipped your toes in? Yeah. So. There's a really cool tool on Family Search called the Family Search Research Wiki. And it's like a Wikipedia for genealogy. So say you had you you've done your tree a bit and you're like, okay, I've got this ancestor that I know was born in this little town in Norway. How do I find their parents? How do I, you know, learn some more? Um, and instead of just typing their name into Family Search and hoping that some sort of record shows up. It's better to find out what records there were. So if they were born in like 1820 in this little town in Norway, you want to find out what records there are for that time, right? Were there birth records? Were there only uh, christening records? Were there no sort of records like that? Like what, what do you do even exist before you start searching all over the place for something. So the Family Search Research Wiki, when you open that up, there's just a map and you can click on the country you want to research. You can narrow it down to county or whatever. And it just tells you all of the things that you need to know. There's a little um, column on the right hand side that lists all the different types of records. Uh, you can click on that, see what there is for that location, see what there is for that time period, see if they're online, see if you have to go to some other website. You know, it's just it's great. So that's what I do. If someone asks me, okay, I'm trying to research in Germany. I'm like, well, look at the research wiki on Family Search. It will tell you where to look. It will tell you what records are available. Um, and I think be prepared for it to take time. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not a quick, a quick process. Um, yeah. And depending on your ancestor's line, depending on what their name was, if it's a super common name, it's going to be really hard. <laughs> Because you have yeah. to figure out, well, how do I, how can I tell if it's this John Smith or this one? Yeah. So it's a process and um, it will take time. But as you get started and start just doing something, you'll learn and maybe you'll be able to break through that brick wall that's been sitting there for decades. <laughs> yes, yeah, like the Rosalia brick wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, saw- there's lots of tools there that will help like on on family search there's even videos there's like a learning center where you can anyways there's lots of stuff that can help you get started very cool and you can follow megan at uh on instagram and she can help you (laughs) they can i even i do have an online course um that i take you from like choosing an ancestor to research all the way to researching them, all types of records, and then writing their story at the end. So I do have that available too. If you want just someone to kind of hold your hand through the whole process um, to learn how to do it. Ah, That's awesome. Um, Are there any other apps or websites we haven't talked about that you recommend? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's lots of other websites, like there's tons of genealogy websites and tons of genealogy blogs of people that that will share um, tools and ways to ways to get started. Um, as far as apps and websites and things, I think the the main ones are Family Search and Ancestry. Um, 
And then there's some cool little tools like there's this uh, Goldie May, which is an extension that you can add to your uh, Chrome browser. And it kind of keeps a research log as you're researching different things. Um, so that's another one to check out. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I can't think of any other ones that are. I know one way, like, and I haven't been digging into this for a while. Um, you know, I, I was super into it for a little while there, but then, you know, life got in the way. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know I really liked that find a grave, um, oh, yeah. site where you, cause mm -hmm. it's kind of fun to like visit graveyards and to see their, mm -hmm. you know, their tombstone and things like that. Right. Um, we have a funny story about um, Saint the, the Michael Whirl, who is married to Rosalia. Um, they are buried in Calaveras County in California. And his grave is like down the hill and like around the corner. And then the rest of the family is like up on this hill over here. And according to my dad, it's because he wasn't very nice and they oh, didn't wow. want to be buried near him. <laughs> So, funny. so he's like all the way over here. And so when I went to Calaveras County um, with my daughter, just on a fun like girls trip, uh -huh. we went to the, the, the graveyard and I'm like, yep, sure enough, here's Michael. <laughs> and then way over there is Rosalia oh, and the rest of the family. Oh, wow. But, um, but it's kind of fun to like see that kind of stuff on that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, what, what did I call it? Yeah. Yeah. Find, yeah. There's find a grave and then find a billion grave. graves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, those are fun sites to look at too. Yeah, and like, and it might have more information, like you were saying with the census. Like, you know, it's mm -hmm. got fun stuff that you don't really see on a record. You know, like mm -hmm. what did they have on their tombstone? Like, um, on Michael's grave, grave or uh, tombstone, it says "Gone Home," and it has like a, a finger pointing up. Um, mm -hmm. But like, you don't get that information from something like you know just family search. Right. Yeah. Another thing we haven't really talked about is newspapers. Um, ah, yeah. Newspapers are a great way to find some of those things that aren't on records. Like a lot of the newspapers, they talked about like the comings and goings of people. They had visitors or so-and-so got married or they had a baby. So it's like all these little details that um, can really fill in um, some of the information about our family. Um but that's and that's so true. Um, so what so something that I did that um, might be good for people to do is I contacted the like county historian like center or whatever. I don't even mm -hmm. remember what it's called. Right. But they sent me a bunch of newspapers oh, and wow. um, and stuff about the family, which is how I found out the whole like murder suicide. Um, oh, dang it. I didn't mean to say the S word because YouTube is very, oh, very particular like about that. Oh, no. <laughs> Darn it. Um, but, but like, but that whole like thing was in right. like a newspaper article, which I would mm. never have known like why, you know, her husband right. here and her husband here both died around the same time, right. you know, like all of that stuff, you know, and then I, there was information about her son who like helped a family across this like river, but then passed away because of the mm -hmm. stuff, because mm -hmm. of what, like the cold and stuff from the river. Mm -hmm. So there's all of these like newspaper articles 
Oh, and like, so I, I brought out a couple of these things. So this is a, a soda bottle. My, my ancestors, after they sold their, um, their gold mine, they had a soda bottling factory. So oh, wow. this like, is like his name, like CA world oh, cool. and then McCullough me Hill, which is in Calaveras County. Um, and so oh, cool. I'm able to like see this whole article about the whole, the soda bottling factory mm -hmm. that this historical society sent me oh, all cool. of this information. So, mm -hmm. you know, when you contact, like, you're like, okay, it's like a little town. I mm -hmm. want to see some like newspaper articles, you know, maybe contact the historical society. Like mm -hmm. literally it was a packet like this big that oh, she wow. sent me, like all of this stuff. So cool. um, yeah. So, so exactly. You're right. Like these newspaper articles can give you so much more detail mm -hmm. that you wouldn't know just from a record. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. And I think that's a great point to like contact the actual historical society that's local to where your ancestors lived because a lot of the stuff isn't online they just haven't right. digitized it but someone's right. there and they probably know <laughs> like if your ancestor yeah. lived there for a long time there's probably some newspapers there's probably some records there's probably something about them that yeah. they can send to you so yeah well, that's great yeah um and it was super funny because so mccullough hill that like so like i said we went to mccullough hill um and there's a like a library in McCullough Hill and they have like a whole bunch of stuff in these like, you know, things. And they had a soda bottle, like not this one because this is mine, but they mm -hmm. had one there also. And, oh, cool. you know, so I went there and they're like, oh, I think your brothers were here like, <laughs> like, uh, like a year ago. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, they totally were because <laughs> my brothers did like a little from Southern California up to Oregon, like oh, cool. road trip and stopped by there. But it was funny that like she would remember that like, that is like my family that had come through. It was just fun. Oh, cool. Yeah. So especially these little towns, like, I don't mm -hmm. know if you'd get that from like New York city or something, but. Right. Yes. It might be a little more hard to find your. Right family stuff I, there. john smith in new york city right <laughs> yeah luckily yeah we have a unique last name so that was that's yes that helps too. that is helpful <laughs> yeah i mean not my married name but right. um so anything else we didn't get to touch on that you know you wanted to talk about that's helping um, people get this bug yeah i don't think so i think just um realizing that you can do this like, yeah. um, there will come a point and there will come a point in everyone's family tree that there's just not records anymore. So don't get too discouraged about that, that, um, but just find what you can just start with something and, and keep going. Yeah. I don't know. Um, do you have any more fun stories from your family before we wrap up? Uh, not really fun stories. I mean, <laughs> I feel like I have a lot of like, there's some hard things. Um, my, my great, great grandfather. So he came from New Brunswick and settled. He was one of, one of the first people to settle in Calgary. He had one of the first general stores there in Calgary. Um, and so he's always been kind of another interesting character in my family tree. He went to the Yukon to, during the gold rush and all of that. Um, but 
I think just seeing these people and seeing the hard things, like they had a, a daughter that, so he went to Calgary and then his wife came with their two children on the train. And just before they got to Calgary, this uh, child, I think she was about four, got sick and she passed away shortly after getting to Calgary. I'm like all these hard little things that happen, but they keep going and they keep um, pressing on. And I think that gives me, you know, the, the courage and the ability to, to do the same, to see that, you know, these, these people did things that are hard and so can I. So that's kind of the strength that I get from learning about and knowing my own ancestors. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, we just had a, a quick comment here. There's a great genealogy center in Independence, Missouri, that will help you research yes. or get started. Um, yeah, I should point that out too. There's family search centers all over the world that they have volunteers there that are willing to help you get started too. So there's a lot like the genealogy community is very uh, giving. Like there's lots of people that will help you. There's Facebook groups where uh, they'll help you transcribe records and things. Um, like there's just lots of people that are willing to help. So yeah, just get started. Yeah. There's also a family search center here in my city of Lehigh, Utah. Um, oh, yeah. and then, good one there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, and I feel bad. I haven't even been there, but <laughs> they, and they have like a lot of resources there. Like if mm -hmm. you don't have a scanner at home, right? these centers can help you scan stuff in mm -hmm. and get stuff digitized. You don't even have to go there, like looking to research. You can go there right. looking to get your stuff together. Yeah. yeah. And they have good scanner ones that are probably a lot quicker than the one that you'd have at home too. So yeah. And they have things yeah. for even like digitizing film and, and, and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so definitely check and see if there's one in your area. Um, you know, I I'm blessed to live in Utah, so I've got Salt Lake city and Lehigh here, but, um, but yeah, but like he said, there is, um, like the great Caesar said, um, Marcus Aurelius, Caesar, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you watch Gladiator, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, but anyway, people that can help. Yep. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. Unless anybody has any more questions, go ahead and pop those in the comments or in the chat before we wrap up. It was so good to talk to you, Megan. So yeah, your you. um, Instagram handle is just at your name, right? Yeah, it's just my name. Yeah, Megan Hillier. So you just go, I'm just going to type this in really quick so people can. So just at Megan Hillier, um, yeah. make sure you follow her on Instagram. Um, and she can help you out <laughs> yeah. no um, or take her course. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. that course sounds great. You know, it just kind of takes you step-by-step step through like just one person. And I think that's mm -hmm. a really yeah, so good. Yeah. Go so that course, you can find that on my website. My website is knowyourancestors.co. So to CO. Oh, yeah. I'll put that up. There. Yeah, you yeah. can find my course there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I had to I had to confirm that it was co and not com. So yes. make sure you like I know you're gonna want to type the M as you're typing. Like you're unless so someone to wants that. to buy dot com for like four thousand dollars for me, that would do that. <laughs> I'm the same way with family tech. Like I've got familytech.biz, but I don't have yes. familytech.com, yes. which breaks All my heart on a daily bought basis. Bought them up to sell them for more. But yeah, whatever. 
<laughs> jerks, jerks yeah, they are. <laughs> um, but yeah, so definitely check her out. Um, if we don't have any more questions, we'll go ahead and wrap up. Thank you so yeah. much, Megan. This Thanks is for having super, me. Super, super helpful. Yeah, fun. Um, and make sure to check out her podcast that's coming out soon. Uh, what's the podcast name going to be again? Uh, know Your Ancestors. Oh, it's still Know Your Ancestors. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. So thank you so much. And we will wrap it up there and we will see you guys next week. See you later.